You found it. No nonsense. No scripts. Real people on real issues. Hard hitting and action packed with logic, reason, and common sense. Everything you need and everything you've been looking for in a podcast. This is Dynamic Independence with Johnny Anderson, Bruce Adams, Marty Foster, and GP. Welcome to it. Happy hot day, Bruce. How are you? Healthy alive. Yeah. That's fantastic. You know, I'm going to send you some information. I haven't done it yet. I'm going to send you some information. Now, I know we talked about some stuff yesterday, kind of towards the tail end, and I know we didn't get to all of it, all of the uh, the things that play into that. I mean, we just kind of covered the waterfront, if you will, about you know, a 20-year agenda. I've been hearing some stuff over the last 24 hours since we logged out yesterday. I've been hearing some stuff over the last 24 hours that have really, really screwed with my head. And it's basically taken everything that we've talked about, and it's made it a thousand times worse. <laughs> Does that make sense? It's made it a thousand times worse, if that's even possible. But I mean, I'm talking like some real science fiction kind of stuff here that some mainline people are out there talking about. And I'm I'm at a loss for words for it. Uh, now, I, I've kind of had hints of stuff like this for quite some time, but nothing to this level. And I, I'm before we even talk on it, I'm not even going to get into it because I, I will say this. If we start delving down into that, now, every single one of our listeners, well, we'll probably lose all of our listeners and they'll probably say, OK, listen here, you need to get fitted for a tinfoil hat and you need to take your pills and you need to go lay down on a leather couch for a little while and talk to talk to some doctor. OK, because that's how crazy some of this stuff is. But uh, I'm going to run that past you and uh, we'll, we'll see where we can go with it. But that's that's some crazy stuff that I'm hearing now. I mean, that's some real crazy stuff. That's some that's some stuff that's just out there. But that's not what we're going to talk about today. Today, we're going to get into, well, let's start with your friend, shall we? Let's start with your friend, Governor Andrew Cuomo. Let's start with him. He's been accused of this sexual harassment thing. Do you remember, we actually talked about that a while back. Mm -hmm. And I said, where has the sexual harassment stuff gone? You said, well, if he can survive the first barrage or whatever it is, the first incoming attack, well, then he'll be fine. Well, Mm -hmm. Now it's resurfaced. The attorney general up there, Letitia James, of course, we know that she's gunning for him in the primary. So this is a political stunt, I think. Uh, Cuomo sexually harassed multiple women in violation of state and federal law, according to the New York attorney general uh, in her report. This uh, this covers a time period of about seven years, 2013 to 2020. Uh, and yeah, yeah, that's that's what's being played against this guy. Now, Cuomo is... He's some stuff. I'll, I'll I'll say that he he's he's something. He is he's a scumbag. He's a he's a politician. He's a um you know he he's a he's an authoritarian autocrat, right? Okay, I'll I'll go there. He's a as far as I'm concerned, he's he's guilty of criminally negligent homicide because of those nursing home incidents. And of course, the Justice Department's dropped all that. But I will say on this one thing, I don't really believe that he's guilty of this. I don't think so. He's a lot of things. He's he's a scumbag. Don't get me wrong. He's guilty of what happened as far as the nursing home deaths, and he should face charges for that without question. But see, the problem here is, is I don't think the attorney general can pursue that for a couple of reasons. One, justice has dropped it. Okay, that's the first thing. So she can't now pick that back up because she is trying to get in with the good graces of the same people at justice that just dropped it. So she can't do that. 
So politically, that's a closed door. She can't walk through it. But she can go this other route because traditionally this kind of stuff has worked for them in the past. If you want to politically destroy somebody, they'll go after you like this. This is the old school way of doing things, but this is what they'll do. They'll line up all kinds of women and bring them all out. You remember they tried to do this to Trump, but it just it mm. fell flat on its face. Yeah, it didn't work. They did this to Harvey Weinstein. Of course, with Harvey Weinstein, he was actually guilty of it. They yeah. did this with a few other uh, Hollywood people. I mean, th this is how they get rid of people, right? Th this is just what they do. This is an old tactic, but uh, you know, what can I say? It works. I don't think Cuomo is guilty of this. I will come to the guy's defense on this one because I don't think he's guilty. Does he need to have his day in court for it? Yes. Yes, of course. That's what our system's supposed to be all about is you get your day in court. But on the face of it, do I think he's guilty of this? No, I don't. I don't. Do you do you concur? Do you have a different thought? What, what do you have? Uh, yeah, I, I happen to agree. Based on what we've seen, right? The video evidence, the... the he's a creep. Like, it, it, he's weird, right? The, the stuff... But it wasn't on the level that it was uh, harassment in any way. It was just weird. But the allegations that he sexually uh, assaulted someone, one, there's no evidence that was presented. There's no witnesses. There's no vid video proof or any of that. It's just her word against his. And when you get into politicians and well-known figures and whatnot, sexual harassment, uh, any kind of wrongdoing, they'll try to use to gain some kind of clout. They'll use it as blackmail, try to get money, anything. You know, they, they, they go after him for those kind of things. So I generally side with as much as I don't like them, the politicians and the celebrities in this scenario, unless there's, you know, some proof that's that's shown like. For example, Epstein, you know, those those logs, you know, I mean, that that that's pretty good, pretty good evidence. So I, I, I don't know. Uh, in, in this case, I, I can't I can't say that I believe the allegations. And as you said, this is a political game. So, no, I, I, I think he's uh, he's innocent on this one. And to be clear, I think Cuomo is a horrible person, killed thousands of people because of his um, edicts he did during coronavirus and um, importing COVID positive patients into retirement homes. I do think he's guilty of that. But this one, I don't think so. Yeah, this one. No, this, everything about this one just smells bad. It just smells bad because we've seen the tapes and we saw the one that was supposed to be like uh, woman number 10 or something like that. And that was yeah. the one where he was at the cocktail party. And he says, oh, I want to see you eat the whole sauce. OK, yeah, it's just creepy, right? It's just it's weird. It's it's weird. Uh, I mean, you could take that in like you could take that as an innuendo or you could take that as like you're skinny, you're 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 small person. I don't think you you have the stomach capacity to eat that food. I mean, you could take it in multiple ways. So I, I don't know. It's difficult to say on that one. You know what? Yeah, do you but mean? I mean, at the same time, like who says that? Really? I mean, who, who really I, says that? Well, I mean, I, I could see phrase differently i could see someone saying that but in that phrasing nah uh, that that's just it's weird but again All right. that doesn't well, mean it's sexual harassment no no it doesn't it's just it's weird stuff like it's stuff like that's that's an inappropriate thing to say sure but that doesn't qualify sexual harassment mm -mm. but in the era of me too you also have to consider that in the era of me too simply saying hello now is uh, well, yeah. the, they would turn that into a form of rape or something. It's just it's awful what's what's happened with that. Uh, but it's just another tool of division, right? It, it's just something mm -hmm. else to, to divide people and, and destroy the patriarchy. That's all it is. Anyway, 
Uh, I have no doubt that Cuomo behind the scenes is involved in some probably some pretty bad stuff. But again, that's whatever he does in his private business back there. Okay, fine, whatever. That's his business. But I don't think he's guilty of this. I, I really don't. I have my own. Uh, I have my own reasons for saying that. But I, I don't think he's guilty of this one. I'll, I'll I'll come to his defense on this one. And this is probably about the only thing I'll come to his defense on. But um, yeah, yeah, I don't think he's done this. Yeah. And I mean, that uh, the the other allegations of him being a bully and those kind of things. Yeah, I could see that. <laughs> that one is is I, I could see That's that being law. true. That's the law. Yeah. Let's do it again. So what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, so he, he did it to the, to the public and I, I could easily see him doing it behind the scenes. But this one, it doesn't it doesn't fit his M.O. New York City, since we're on with New York, right? Let's just talk about New York's most densely populated area. New York City is the first in the nation to require vaccinations for indoor activities. Bruce, let me ask you a question before I get down into this. Does this look like a man that you would buy a used car from? (laughs) No, that... No? um, No, no. It's a photo of uh, Mayor Bill de Blasio. That's I, I thought I'd show that to you. Yeah, I'd pull that up on the screen here so you can see it. So New York is struggling to recover economically. Well, you shouldn't have shut things down. Do you remember we actually called the hospital ship up there? It entered New York Harbor. Oh, it was a big press conference. Mayor de Blasio was there. Everybody was having a great time, right? The media got the photo ops in and everything. Yeah, they took like 14 patients and they weren't even COVID patients. And they're like, yeah, we're going back to Caracas to give the pe- the poor people of Venezuela free health care because their free health care system can't even give them free health care. Yeah, that's where they went. Of course, that's where they were in the first place. But we had to pull them away and sail them back to New York and to Los Angeles because we've got one on either side. And we had to send them away because they couldn't take any patients. Anyway, uh, de Blasio announced the key to New York Pass is what it's called. See, it's a key. Yeah, they're giving you the keys to the city. Yeah, isn't that, that used to be the highest honor you could get. Yeah, here's the key to the city. Yeah, everybody make a nice big photo op out of it. See, now, now you can get the key to the city if you just do what they say. The key to New York City Pass is the first in the nation that will require vaccinations for workers and customers in indoor dining, fitness, and entertainment settings. Yeah, that's common. That's common. Those who can't provide proof of vaccination will be denied entry. You know what? I have a funny feeling based on some of the things that we've done as far as research and things surrounding the COVID jab. I have a funny feeling that they're not going to be keeping that in place for very much longer. I've just got a funny feeling because something tells me that those businesses are going to need patrons and those that have been vaccinated are not going to be going to those businesses for very long. You can do your own research. This is going to be a requirement, says Bill de Blasio. The only way to patronize these establishments indoors will be if you're vaccinated. He says the voluntary phase is over. Yeah, we actually had him saying that. Voluntary phase. No, we can't do that anymore. No, it's over. That's over. We can't. We can't do that anymore. Now he's um, he's pretty much well, he's he's banning the uh, the unvaccinated from uh, from public life. Pretty much. Uh, that's that's what they're going to do now. Dr. Liana Wynn, you know, the woman who was the Chinese Communist Party operative, she ran Planned Parenthood for a couple of years. She was the director of health for the city of Baltimore. Now she writes for The Washington Post and she's a contributor for CNN. That one. Yeah. The one that said, well, what's the carrot going to be? We can't just mm-hmm. reopen everything and and not have a vaccination status in place because, well, if we if we do that, then people are going to enjoy, enjoy all these freedoms. And well, what's the carrot going to be? There's no incentive for him to get the vaccine. Uh, Yeah, that's the point, lady. Check out what she had to say yesterday. 
that when vaccinated and unvaccinated people are mixing, unless there is proof of vaccination, everybody should still be wearing masks. And so I actually support what the CDC is now doing, which is going back to this indoor mask requirement, because frankly, we know that we can't trust the unvaccinated, that they mm -hmm. have been walking around without masks. And in fact, that's what led to the surge that we're seeing. You see that, Bruce? You can't trust the unvaccinated. See, that's why that's why you're wearing masks, because you can't trust the unvaccinated. That's why you're back in this situation, even though even though they're on TV, the CDC, Rochelle Walensky and and Fauci and everything else. Hell, even that uh, that D-lister, Michael Rappaport, said last week that we played that they're calling the vaccinated super spreaders. I mean, that's what they're saying now. They're kind of walking back that one a bit as well. I mean, it's kind of you're kind of getting both statements there that you're a super spreader if you're vaccinated and you're a super spreader if you're not vaccinated. They're kind of playing both games here, kind of like climate change. They get to play both sides of the coin at the same time. It's warmer today. Oh, well, climate change. Cooler today. Oh, well, climate change. Uh -huh. Same thing here. Uh -huh. You're vaccinated. You're unvaccinated. Yeah. Of course, not to be outdone, the administration has taken the following steps. And of course, you have... Uh, this is a conference call. You have uh, the likes of Dr. Anthony Fauci sitting up there nodding his head, along with CDC Director Rochelle Walensky. We're also working with states to encourage vaccinations through incentives, which have made a difference throughout the vaccination effort. Last week, the president called on states and local governments to use funding they have received, including from the American Rescue Plan, to give $100 to anyone who gets fully vaccinated. Oh, wow. Minnesota and New Mexico have already stepped up to answer the president's call. If financial incentives like these help us get more shots in arms, we should use them. But in addition to incentives, it's time to impose some requirements based on the realities of different risks unvaccinated individuals pose versus those who have been vaccinated. Come again. Last week, the Department of Veteran Affairs announced it will require doctors and nurses and other healthcare workers who provide medical care to our veterans to get vaccinated. This okay. All right. Hold on just a second. Hold on just a second. Before we, before we go any further with that, you have the administration and all the all hands on deck for this. So first, you're out there calling the frontline doctors and nurses. You're calling them heroes, right? You're out there like in England, you're clapping for the NHS. In France, you're clapping for the health workers, blah, blah, blah. Now you're mandating that the hospitals, the doctors and the nurses that aren't taking it, now you're saying, okay, well, if you're not doing that, then, well, we've got to shun you from society. Oh, no, wait a minute. We're, they're heroes one day, and now they're not because they're not doing what they're told. Same thing with the um, the vaccinated. Oh, they're heroes for getting vaccinated. Then they're super spreaders, right? You can't be a critical thinker. You, you can't think for yourself. You have to do as the nanny state says. You have to do what your God, the state, says. And if you don't, then you'll be shunned. I mean, this is the foundations of what we've been talking about for a couple of years now uh, with social credit foundation. I mean, this is this is the beginnings. You need that um, dialectic. Let's continue on with this. This is in lockstep with many healthcare employers around the country who are requiring lockstep. vaccinations and will protect our veterans when they get medical care. Lockstep, you hear that? At the president's direction, the Department of Defense is looking into how and when they will add COVID-19 vaccination to the list of required vaccinations for the military. And to protect the federal workforce, their loved ones, and their communities, the president announced that every federal government employee will be asked to attest to their vaccination status. Any federal employee who does not attest or is not vaccinated 
will be required to mask no matter where they work, get tested once or twice a week, uh-huh. socially distance, and generally will not be allowed to travel for work. We're taking steps to apply similar standards to all federal contractors. It's simple. If you want to do business with the federal government, get your workers vaccinated. If you want to do business with the federal government, get your workers vaccinated. Do you know, I know some people that work for contractors and you know what? They're more hesitant and more resistant than the soldiers. I don't see a bunch of private contractors being bullied into taking an experimental jab with anything. I don't see that happening at all. In fact, those types of people, those types of individuals are the last people you want to piss off. Do you remember the guy we played on the exclusive last week? The TikTok video guy? He was a gunnery sergeant in the Marine Corps. He's back. He's back. And he's put out another video. Now, we played the first one on the exclusive. Should we play the first one here? Just because the, the normal listeners didn't get it. Should we play it here? Or should we should we just leave it? Because it was rather, uh, well... It's skirting the line of what we're allowed yeah. to show. Okay. Well, if you want to listen to it, it is up on our Telegram page. Uh, and you can also listen to it in our exclusive from this past Friday if you want to uh, hear it. However, this next one we can play. He is back out and he has made the following statement. Listen to this. All right. So I'll make a deal. If they make the vaccine mandatory... I'll wake up the silent majority. I got the juice to do it. If the vaccine becomes mandatory, I'll just wake up the silent majority. And mark my words, the silent majority is everywhere. We represent the greater good no matter what. That's my deal. I would advise them to leave this vaccine thing alone before this get out of hand, because it will. You know, I'm a very peaceful individual. I'm a very nice person. I come from humble roots. People like us, we just want to be left alone. We don't want to be bothered. We really don't even, when it comes down to it, we really don't even mind paying a little bit of taxes so long as we have a say in how the money's spent. But this guy, this gentleman, the statement he put out last week, he's not wrong. And what he just said right there, he's not wrong. You see, the window of opportunity for the elites is rapidly closing and they know it. It's closing on them. They're now in a race to get as many people stuck with this this whatever the hell this is this 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 jab as possible they're they're in a race to get that done you notice they're doubling tripling and quadrupling down on all fronts all fronts once they got caught it was all hands on deck all the stops got pulled out vaccine passports everywhere you're getting jabbed if you're this this or that worker you're getting masked and you're getting jabbed back in school with your kids. Whether or not you've got a vaccine, we don't care. Those of you that had it, you're super spreaders. They're in a tailspin. Here's the other problem with it. They know, just as those of us that have done the research on it, they know when we start trending back down into the cold and flu season, what's going to happen. And at that point, there's not going to be any more convincing or bribing or coercing or, or anything like that of people. There, there's not going to be any more of that. There's not going to be any more of this vaccine passports getting businesses either. So they are rushing to get this done. The protests in the streets are getting larger. They're ignoring them. They're shutting down every possible aspect of the election audit in America. They're shutting everything down. They're closing every door. They're blocking every avenue on it. They're also ignoring the Foreign Intelligence Committee's report on the origin of 
COVID. They're blocking that. The media, the American media, help. Fox News isn't even really touching it. And that's supposed to be a, a news organization on the right, supposedly. They're not even touching it. They've got Australia locked down tighter than a drum because those people aren't going along with the program. Hell, they're doing everything down there except holding those people at gunpoint. The Australians, I'm not blaming all of you, but are you happy you gave your guns up now? They are technically holding them at gunpoint. Technically, They're using yeah. the military. Technically. You know, I, I told somebody that the other day. and I said, you have no idea what's even going on in Australia. And they said, yeah, what's what's going on down there? And I said, they're basically being held at gunpoint. They said, no, that's not true. I said, yes, it is. I said, well, I, I know somebody in Sydney. I said, ask them. And guess what? The person in Sydney that they don't speak to very often said, yeah, uh, I got military standing outside on you know block from me. We can't go anywhere. The window of opportunity for the elite is closing. You know, I compared what they were doing last year to Operation Barbarossa, kind of like, you know, what the Nazis did. Do you know how long it took for some of the battles to take place in parts of the Soviet Union with the Germans? It took 15 months, some of them, some of those campaigns. I'd say right now, the elite, well, let's just say they're having their Stalingrad moment, okay? Let's just put them down there. We're in a war of attrition. But see, the problem is right now is that long, cold Russian winter is hitting, isn't it? They're frozen. They can't do anything else. They're stuck. They can't convince anybody else. So now they're trying to push the mandates in areas where they think they can. And the problem is, is when we start to trend back down, I hate to say it, people are going to start dying and they're not going to have anywhere to go at that point. You notice they're trying to cook up this nonsense over in the in the Persian Gulf now. They're trying to kick up some kind of war going on over there. So they need to get something. They, they need to kind of shift and, and pivot away from this somehow, but they're finding it very difficult. They're blaming Iran for this and blaming... Don't get me wrong, plenty of blame to be placed on that. But it seems awful convenient that they're doing that right now when their agendas are failing elsewhere. That's not going to stop the repression of the populist movement. That's not going to stop that. I don't care what you cook up in the Middle East. I don't care what you cook up in the South China Sea. That's not going to stop their downfall. They'll just fall faster. The media is completely silent on the Wuhan lab report that was put out. Completely silent. CNN, MSNBC, ABC, NBC News, CBS, none of them touched it. Didn't even mention it. Didn't even say, yeah, there was a report that was put out, but we're not going to pay homage to conspiracy theories. So we're not even going to do you the uh, the pleasure of, of talking about it. They didn't even say that. They just ignored it. They had the ability to. That, that, that's the thing about that. The research that was done was done by the GOP. This was all like on the right, quote unquote. I, I don't consider the GOP right, but this story was handed to them on a silver platter. If it was any other story, they would say, oh, this is just a right wing agenda, blah, 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 whatever. It's right wing conspiracy. They didn't even do that. One lawmaker is calling this the greatest cover up in human history. I tend to agree. I tend to agree. Something like this, as you said, Bruce, this was just dropped at their feet. They didn't even have to do anything with it. Here it is. This is all of it. Now, see, they're not going to cover any of that. Do you know why? Because they're bought and paid for. All right. Politicians. You know how much we love politicians around here. The high profile ones, especially like, I don't know, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, Governor Gavin Newsom from California, Governor Gretchen Whitmer, of course, Governor Andrew Cuomo that we led tonight with, you know, amongst many others. D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser has now... Um, has now joined those ranks. So apparently 12 high profile politicians have been caught violating their own COVID rules. Just out of curiosity, because we like lists around here. Yeah, we like lists and, and breakdowns. All right, let's run down through these and let's just see. Number one, Mayor Bill de Blasio, the New York City mayor, reportedly hit the gym and went to a local YMCA in March of 2020 at the same time the state government was ordering New Yorkers to avoid non-essential business. Yeah, do you remember that? 
He said, uh, I'm in government. Uh, I care about my health. I have to be in good health because I'm in government. And he knew it was safe. He knew that the, the order wasn't active yet as well. Yeah, of course, it was his order. So, you know, it's, it's just one of those things. I actually heard a, uh, a gym owner in San Francisco, and she said that her gym was not allowed to open. You remember how they shut all the gyms and everything down? At, same here. They mm-hmm. shut, them all, shut mm-hmm. them all down. Yeah, because that makes sense. You know, being healthy and, and being able to exercise, you know, that's that's the worst thing you can do during a pandemic. But anyway, she was not allowed to open. And then, of course, she got the uh, OK to do like the parking lot stuff or whatever. But it was all social distance, had to put in the hygiene crap all over the place outside, outside. So she did all that. Now, mind you, this is when she was closed down for like nine months and she owed, I think, like five hundred and something thousand in in back rent that she can't pay. And I don't know if the poor woman's been put out of business already, probably. But during the time period, this has been almost a year ago, I heard this interview and she um, or not, not quite that long. Anyway, she found out when she went down to the courthouse to get the permits to reopen her business, her gym, she walked past the city workers gym for the municipal workers, the cops, the judges, the lawyers, the city attorneys, the public defenders, everyone else, the clerks. And she says, wait a minute, your your guys's gym's open. What What's going on? How long have you guys been reopened? The answer she got was, we never closed. We've been able to come in here and do this the whole time. Yeah. That's who you're dealing with. Well, they're they're in the public eye, so they have to yeah. take care of their health. Yeah, they've got to take care of themselves. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot, she got a haircut Yeah, in April 2020, uh, while her city's stay-at-home orders made doing so unlawful for pretty much all the residents. But again, she cares about her hygiene. You know, she she needed a haircut. She's in the public. She's in the public eye every day. Look at how stupid this is, like over a freaking haircut. That, that's what this has been reduced down to. You can't go out and get a haircut. And we're pointing out politicians that violated their own order for a haircut. Yeah. That's that. That's the level that we've allowed this to get to. Yeah. But but see, it's it, I agree with you, but it's about more than that. See, human beings are social creatures, right? We want to be out in amongst people. We want to be social and, and things like that. It's about them staying in that while they take it away from you. It demoralizes you. It demeans you. It breaks down your will. That's that's what it's designed to do. And quite frankly, we sit here and we talk about how they've been caught. I don't necessarily think that some of these have been caught. I think they've been promoting this stuff on purpose, because if you do promote it on purpose, well, then that furthers the demeaning, doesn't it? It furthers the demoralization of the average public. It furthers the demoralization, but it also furthers the point of you follow what we tell you. You do as we say. These are some of the benefits you get to, to, to reap. Oh, yes. Yes. Freedom's not earned. Freedom's taken. Freedom's not a treat that you get. Governor Andrew Cuomo, he reportedly traveled to Georgia in July 2020 for what uh, critics called a PR stunt while discouraging New Yorkers from engaging in, quote, non-essential travel. You know, one name that's not on this list is the scarf lady, Burks, Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah. Where she had Thanksgiving mm, with everybody. Same thing with, same thing with mm. Cuomo. Had Thanksgiving with everybody. Hell, Obama just had his uh, 60th birthday party. 450 people. They were all smooching and rubbing arms and everything. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But see, you can't have more than two, three people over for a small barbecue in your backyard. Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi. California Congresswoman, who, by the way, we don't even know if she's actually supposed to be there. Just saying. We're still trying to figure out why the elections were frozen in her district that night, too. 
She's been a vocal advocate of mask mandates and social distancing orders, right? Arrest any of those uh, those staffers that don't have any masks on. Arrest them, right? Mm-hmm. However, she got a haircut at a San Fr- or at a San Francisco salon that was open specifically for her while they were generally closed due to all the restrictions. And that time, the uh, the video of her went viral in there. Of course, no mask or anything like that. You know, not, nothing along those lines. And of course, she's always seen with it on in front of the cameras. But then when she gets caught, well, what that was, that was a setup, right? That was a setup. It Really, the salon owner should be apologizing to her. The salon owner was forced out of business shortly thereafter, yes. by the way. Yes, she was. Uh, and quite frankly, I would sue. That would be me, but... Mm-hmm. Number six, this one, this one was great. Number six, I got to get, I just because it's here, I got to get the clip ready. Number six, California Governor Gavin Newsom. He was dining maskless at a fancy indoor restaurant, the French Laundry, violating his own protocols with the doctors that were advising his administration on locking everything down and shutting down all of the businesses. But he explained all of that very clearly. And this went on for like 15 minutes, but this is just the best part of it. I made a bad mistake. Instead of sitting down, uh, I should have stood up uh-huh. and walked back, got in my car and drove back yeah. uh, to my house. Mm-hmm. Instead, I chose to sit there with my wife uh, and a number of other couples uh-huh. that were outside the household. Yeah. You can quibble about yeah. the guidelines, et cetera, et cetera. But the spirit <laughs> of what I'm preaching all the time uh, was contradicted. And I got to own that. And so I want to apologize to you. You see, Bruce, the spirit of what he's preaching all the time, you know, it was contradicted. So he's got to own up to that. He's got to apologize to you. Do as I say, not as I do. Number eight, Governor Gina Raimondo. Uh, She was a former Rhode Island governor. Oh, yes. This was the wine and painting. Yeah. You remember that one? Mm -hmm. She was also Mm -hmm. caught at the restaurant at the hotel. Yeah. She closed the bars in her state, but she attended a maskless wine and paint night at a bar anyway. And someone actually caught her and said, uh, this is a little bit of a problem. This is our governor sitting at a wine and paint maskless when all of your businesses are shut down. And then she was seen sitting at a restaurant with her husband uh, at a private dinner a couple of weeks later, I believe. Uh, so, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Number nine, Governor Phil Murphy. Yeah, you remember him getting caught at the restaurant? <laughs> all the people uh-huh. saying, oh, my God, Murphy, you're such a scumbag. He reportedly attended Biden's January inauguration, even though his state government was discouraging non-essential travel and prohibiting large gatherings. Well, that's OK, because I'm sure he just called up Cardinal Joe Tobin and everything was fine. That's <laughs> yeah. all he needed to do. He approved it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. what authority did you violate the U.S. Constitution? I mean, you, and the Bill of Rights. He says, well, I, card, I called up Cardinal Joe Tobin. We weren't really thinking about the Bill of Rights when we did this. <laughs> uh, that's the first thing you said should be thinking a, of. I believe he said that was above his pay grade. Oh, yes. That was. Yeah, that was above his pay grade. Yeah. Uh, you swear an oath to it, you moron. Yeah, you should know what you're swearing to, I guess. You know, it's kind of a good thing. That I will support and defend the Constitution of the United States, so help me God. Do I have to spell it out for you people? Apparently, we do. Yeah. I mean, I can write it in crayon for these. Where do they get these idiots? Like, seriously, where do they get these people? These are absolute buffoons. Where do they get these idiots? I imagine they pick them up straight out of college. You know, right when they get out of their indoctrination center, and they grab them when they're young, and then... uh, Teach them the ways of being a obedient politician. Yeah. Number 10. I don't know this one. Congressman Jamie Raskin. The congressman was captured on video speaking on the floor of Congress without a mask. Oh, dear God. Despite having advocated that members who don't wear masks be fined. 
I don't remember that one, but we did play Chip Roy the other day talking about how ridiculous all of that was. Number 11, Governor Gretchen Whitmer. Man, that looks like just an evil woman, doesn't it? I mean, seriously. Yeah, it, and it, it's, it seems like that was years ago now, too. Man, it, I'm telling you. It, it just like you could like it, it, she did some weird stuff up there. Like you could take a sailboat out on the lake, but you couldn't take a speedboat like that. What, what, what is that? Or you can't fish or yeah, it, a boat with a motor in general. I don't think you. Were oh yeah, it was just a boat out. with a motor. Yeah, a boat with a motor. You can do it, but yeah. you could take out a sailboat, but you but you couldn't mm-hmm. fish. Yeah, I don't even know that you were allowed to take out a rowboat. That's a good point. Well, uh, no, you emit think, more CO two yeah. if you if you row, so yeah. you probably yeah. couldn't do that. In May, the Michigan governor hit the bar with friends in violation of her own restrictions. She also admitted to traveling to Florida to visit her sick father, despite the state discouraging Michigan residents from similar travel. The governor also banned large gatherings, yet decided to attend President Biden's inauguration. Uh, But that's okay because the bar she went to with friends, they had good pizza. She said so. So they had had good pizza. And did that article or did that uh, list mention uh, her husband going out on the lake, taking the boat out on the lake? Motorboat, was it a sailboat? Might I add? Oh, it was. Nope. It wasn't a sailboat. No, and this was during the time when all of that was supposed to be banned. Oh, well, see, it doesn't apply to them because they're they're in they're in government. Yeah, they're, they're in politics. They they have to do those things because they have the stresses of everyday life to to deal with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was also another one that wasn't mentioned here. I think it was like the um, it was an Arizona governor or a New Mexico governor or something. Do you remember she had? She ordered in all this food at like taxpayers' expense or something, and liquor and yeah. and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, and she yeah, was, yeah. She's like, "Oh, that's all for staff, uh, lady. Uh-huh. Eighty thousand dollars in liquor and food. That's not for staff. No. And she was having no. like lavish parties and stuff. And and yeah, that's yeah. Anyway, th- this could go on and on, but uh, they just picked the best twelve here. Mayor Muriel Bowser. I did see something out of the Babylon Bee on her. She's bringing in Koopas to help enforce the new crime rate. Yeah. <laughs> For those that don't know, that's Mario, Super Mario, Super or Mario, any Bros. of those. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, little turtles you had to step on. Yeah, that's what they were. Mm-hmm. The aforementioned maskless wedding scandal. Yeah, she attended a wedding the other day, and she was, uh, you know, was a whole bunch of people there, and she didn't have a mask on. Nobody at the wedding had a mask. Everybody was dancing and drinking and, and eating and having a good time around crowded tables and everything. This isn't the DC mayor's only brush with the pandemic hypocrisy. She also reportedly attended a party maskless just hours before her new mandate went into effect. And Bowser attended an election victory party for President Biden, even when or even while her government discouraged Washington, DC residents from non-essential travel. Do you remember the New York party that we were talking about? Where all of the, it was like, uh, I want to say it was like 200 politicians and entertainers and everything. They all got together and none of them were wearing masks or anything. And and they were all having, they were like drinking champagne and everything. But residents of Manhattan and bar owners of Manhattan were having to, like the speakeasies were coming back and they were having to like knock on something. And then like a little slide would open up on the door mm-hmm. and people would come in and get a drink. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, they say that this is a fine example, and this was all called out by the Heritage Foundation, uh, and they say that uh, this is just a, a glaring example of rules for thee, but not for me, from the political class during the pandemic to date is yet more confirmation that the inequity, or excuse me, the inequity, <laughs> the inequality and selective enforcement are inherent to big government systems. Well, it is. If you think about it, it is. All right. Article out in 1945. I read some stuff they have there. They do a lot of good firearm reviews there. We talk talk about that stuff. We look at that stuff from time to time. Uh, They also do uh, historical reviews of like military 
things and stuff like that. So, I mean, they come up with some really good stuff in there. But this one was rather interesting. This one says the Delta variant could end the Chinese Communist Party. Now, I haven't read this. I haven't read this because we look at headlines now, right? Headlines are the barn burners. That's what gets you into it. Mm -hmm. So just and I thought that we would test this just going off of that headline alone. The Delta variant could end the Chinese Communist Party. Is that plausible? Is that even plausible? Give it. Let me let me frame this up a little better. Let me, let me tee this up a little better. Given what we talked about earlier, just a, just a few minutes ago, given what we talked about earlier about how that window of opportunity is closing, because right now their play is the Delta variant, the, the elites in the West. That's their play. And now China is is starting to push that propaganda too through the Western mainstream media outlets that are their mouthpieces, like France 24 that we talked about yesterday. They've got Zhenzhou City and, and everything locked down and all that stuff, which total propaganda. But if the opportunity closes for the elites in the West who are in partnership with them, does that mean they collapse too? If we're strictly looking at the Delta variant, no. If your scope is strictly on Delta variant, no, I don't think it would. You would have to expand the scope of that to be COVID in general, because if that GOP finding, if that paper takes any traction and people start grabbing onto it and being like, hey, this virus was engineered and it wasn't, uh, an, you know, a, um, animal zoological uh, spread going from animal to human, then yeah, that could be a, a fall of the CCP. I mean, how the, the flooding they're having there could be the fall of the CCP. But strictly the Delta variant? No. Nah. Okay. The argument now, now that I see the, the article here, because I thought we would just start with that and we would see where we could go with it. But they're making the argument here like what's happening in China is a real deal. Like we were talking yesterday about the lockdowns that they were doing. But what they're talking about here. Uh, is that the fact that, that that variant is spreading across that country so fast that they really don't have any uh, answer to it other than the usual uh, totalitarian brute force measures and and blaming foreigners? I don't. OK, so the I think that's an excuse that they're using the CCP, because I think what's really going on is with the flooding. And if any of them there uh, found out that the whole COVID thing around the world was because of the CCP, that's going to tarnish their view of the CCP a bit. The messaging we're seeing out of China that the CCP is saying no deaths, no injuries over the flooding that they're having. And the videos we've seen, it's very clear that there's been injuries and um, potential deaths uh, in just the videos we've seen, not not to mention that the, the people that are actually there, they're saying, yeah, there's people that have died. I think it's more of a they're trying to crack down on dissidents and basically trying to salvage control. I don't think it has anything to do with COVID. You know, I've heard people say that the CCP is strong internationally, which I believe they are, but they're very weak domestically. Yeah, I could see which that. Would, which would play. That would play. So like a, a lot of their support structure and a lot of their unmitigated gall, if you will, comes from outside because they're getting support from outside. Like, let's be honest here. If they didn't have a partnership with the Western elites and the corporations, China wouldn't even be where they are. I believe that they would be advancing, but not at the level that they have advanced over the last 20 years. Well, you look at history as well. Anytime you have a population that's being oppressed, eventually they rise up. Eventually they resist and revolt. So, I mean, it... it takes some time sometimes. Sometimes it takes a, an outside force to help nudge them in that direction. But eventually they do revolt. 
And that's where we are now uh, on the continent of Europe. You know, it's happening here. Uh, the estimates over the weekend were a million in Berlin. And by the way, the police actually, it's being investigated right now. But supposedly there was um, there was someone that succumbed to their injuries, if you will, uh, at the hands of the uh, police in Berlin. And that's being looked at very closely uh, because there's no call for that. There's no call for that, any of this. But it's happening here. Case in point, the French, right? The French. We're sitting here talking about the French, for God's sake. We share something in common as the Americans. We share something in common with the French when it comes to tyrannical rule and monarchies. We don't like them, either one of them. The French are just like the Americans. I mean, that's kind of where we get that streak, believe it or not, that rebellious streak. It actually came from the French. I mean, if you go back in history, where do you think a lot of the founding fathers spent a lot of their time? In France. We learned a lot from them. Hell, you remember that old saying, the enemy of my enemy is my friend? Yeah, well, they didn't get along with the British, and neither did we. So we kind of found a common enemy, and they helped us deal with that. And as a result, uh, well, they, they collapsed shortly after, but that was the whole uh, let them eat cake thing, and then the French Revolution came along. That was due to bankruptcy. I mean, that's what we're dealing with now, right? And that's what we're dealing with in the U.S. Let them eat cake. You know, here's your, here's your cake of 300 extra bucks. Oh, by the way, we're bankrupting you. Uh, look at the new infrastructure bill, if you don't believe that. But we share a lot in common with the French when it comes to a pushback on totalitarian rule. And the French are a little bit more hands-on than what we are. Case in point, the guillotines. <laughs> if you look at the guillotines <laughs> that are in the streets, the French are a little bit more hands-on. They're very slow to anger. They're like the Americans. We're very slow to anger. I was actually telling somebody this uh, earlier in the week. I said, because they were they were talking about the, the French and the way that they're behaving. And I said, you know... We're just the same. I said, we're very slow to anger. I said, but when you wake us up, we will, as the gentleman said earlier, because we're everywhere, we will deal with that problem and we will not stop until that problem is dealt with. And the French are of the same mindset domestically, internationally, not so much, but domestically when it comes to their governments taking away their rights and taking away their uh, their lifestyle, they don't like it. They don't like it. And they've pushed back against it. And I don't blame them. Europeans in general, Europeans like vacation. Well, that's being taken away from them. At the same time, they're very productive people, yet that's being taken away from them. Don't, don't you understand that they will take everything away unless you fight for it? This is a fight to have you removed. They've stolen the world and now they want us out of the way. It's not your failure in the world. It's not my failure. It's not Bruce's failure. It's not the failure of we the people. Our only failure is we went to sleep. We got too comfy. We've been bought off and silenced with gizmos and toys and, and smartphones and entertainments and uh, music and, and God knows what, right? Partying and, and all that stuff. Carnivals, bread and circuses, right? People to this day, just personal friends of mine, ask me, to this day, what on earth is going on? I mean, they listen to us, you know, and thank you all for doing that. That's that's very generous of you. But they listen to us and they're like, why is all this happening? And I tell them the same thing that I'm sitting here saying now. It's because we went to sleep. Everyone is so fat and happy sitting around doing your whole, uh, what do they call that? Netflix and, and chilling out or something. What, whatever it is that they do. Netflix and chill. Yeah, that's it. That doesn't that's exactly it. mean just Netflix and chill. There's a little bit of a Oh, another innuendo there. It's like a meme or something, isn't it? Or, or whatever it is. Well, in the the younger culture, it originally started as Netflix and chill was something you did on a date or something. And it I usually see. meant you watched a movie and had sex. That's I see. Basically okay, I got you. Well, anyway, anyway, my, my point is, is that everyone is so focused on the leisurely lifestyles 
we've become soft. We've become decadent. We've become entitled, privileged. <laughs> I'm not talking about white privilege. Sorry, liberals. We think that freedom is something that you just walk into a room and, and turn a switch on like a light switch. That's as foolish as saying that water comes from your tap or electricity comes from an outlet in your wall. Freedom doesn't come to you on a silver platter. You just wake up every morning and it's there. You have to fight for it. Thomas Jefferson himself said, you can fight tyranny to retain your freedom 110%, hell, 125%, and you're probably not going to be able to keep it. Nothing's changed. The people that I say that are asking me, why is this happening? Because no one cares. That's why it's happening. Everyone is too busy right now trying to figure out how much longer this is going to last. Well, how much longer is this going to be? Because, you know, I, I got something I got to get to. You know, I want I want to get back to my vacations. I want to get back. Then if that's the case, you probably aren't going to make it through this. If you're too concerned about, OK, well, uh, give me a time limit uh, because, you know, I want to I want to go back. I want to I want to lay on the beach. I want to uh, get back to just, you know, going back to the office and all that stuff. No, no you're, you're not understanding. There's no going back to that if you don't put 110% of your focus on dealing with this problem. See, they don't get that. These are the people that live in the now. They don't live in the tomorrow. They're not concerned, largely. These people, they're not concerned about survival. That's all that's running through my head now is how we're going to survive this and get on the other side of this. You see, if you're too concerned about, and I'm talking about just the average public out there, because the people that I run into just randomly, they're, they're saying the same thing. You know, how much longer is all this stuff going to go on? Well, it's going to go on as long as you don't do anything against it. That's how long it's going to go on. They're still thinking about whenever they can get back to normal things and, and doing whatever it is that they that they do. I'm not quite sure what it is that they do. Hell, I'm not quite sure what it is that I did for all those years, to be honest. But if you're not concerned, well, then I can't say anything to you. There's nothing I can say. I thought this coming to people's doorstep. I mean, we were we were kind of theorizing about what was coming down the road. I mean, we knew something big was coming down the pipe a few years ago, but we didn't know what. And I remember I was telling Bruce, I was telling you and GP, I said, look, people aren't going to care about anything until something big hits their doorstep. They're not going to care. When it starts hitting them where it hurts, then people are really going to start caring. And they're not there yet. I thought this would be, hell, I thought this, this would have been a year ago, people would have started to say, okay, all right, that's enough of this, this nonsense. They're still not there. People are still saying, uh, all right, how, how much longer is this going to be? You know, I, I, I'm tired of this. Okay, do something about it. You're tired of it. Do something about it. Hell, we were tired of it years ago and we sat down and we started doing something about it. I don't even know if this is the right thing to do, but at least we're trying. I'm not a broadcaster. I'm not a, uh, I'm not a radio voice. I'm not a, a personality or, or some nonsense like that. I'm just a concerned citizen. That's all I am. Nothing more. I'm not paid by anybody. I'm not uh, I'm not sitting up here reading ads to you unless I mean, do we, do we have like multi millions or something stashed somewhere, Bruce, that, that I don't know about? Um, I don't think I'd be living here if we did. Yeah, I don't think I don't think I'd be either. But my point is, is that we sat down and we started this because we were concerned about the way things were going. And now we're really concerned about the way things are going. So that is is driving us to sit here and do this more. At least me. I mean, I'm, I'm sure you know, we're, we're not far off on certain things, but I see corruption. I see criminality. It's in my nature, personally and professionally, to call that out. And we are so fortunate enough to have a platform such as this for as long as it lasts to be able to do that. But back to what I say, if you're tired of this, do something about it. And I'm not talking about going out there and doing something crazy because that's what they want you to do. They want you to go out there and do something stupid. There is a way to deal with this. And quite frankly, I think it's 
it's so far it's going well as far as the way that it's being dealt with. Case in point, if you look at the millions around the world that are openly opposing this out in the streets, they're not destructive unless it's tearing down a picture of a of a president of a nation off of a wall and stomping it into a thousand pieces and then throwing it out the window. That's not really destructive. That's just voicing your opinion. Because if they were really destructive, they would have destroyed the building that it was in, but they didn't. As a matter of fact, the uh, the French, I mean, we saw the video of them bricking up the doorway to the parliament building. I thought that was great. I thought that was wonderful. The people that are in the streets of Berlin, the people that are in the, the cities all across France, the people that are in Spain, in Italy, in the UK, in the Netherlands, hell, the Finnish are in the streets. The Danish are in the streets. These are countries you don't see protests in largely. Hell, the Swedes are out there. They don't even have lockdowns and the Swedes are out there in front of their government buildings in Stockholm. So this is going well at the moment, at the moment, but there is going to be a shifting in the future. We know that they're going to have to pivot and they're desperately trying to find a way to pivot now because it's not going to stay like this forever because the, the protests are getting larger. The media is ignoring them. They're not paying any attention to it. All the key things that should be laser focused for the mainstream media are being ignored. The election audit, the Wuhan lab theory. Well, not the Wuhan lab theory, the Wuhan lab report that's now out and the protests by the populace, the populace, the real movement the ones that the gentleman, the cordial gentleman was speaking about when he said, we represent the greater good. They don't. You think people like Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum, you think they represent the greater good? You know, Klaus in his book calls people like us, calls we the people, the ones that he wants to clean up. Uh, and I'd argue he's just the front man, but um, he calls us useless eaters. Now, I don't know about any of the rest of you, but from where I sit, from where we sit, from the research that we do into these cretins of humanity, I say they are the useless eaters. All right, we're out of time, so we are going to have to go. For those of you who have not signed up to our Telegram page, get over there and get signed up to us. We do put out all of our podcasts we do here every day, and we also put out an exclusive podcast once a week just to our Telegram subscribers. However, this week we will not be on it, so we will have to push that back to next week. Also, if you'd like to reach out to us, you can do so anytime by dropping us an email at dynamicpodcast at protonmail.com. And we would ask you to pass this along to friends, family, known associates. We are trying to grow, but we do need your help in order to do that. So if you could pass this along, we would appreciate that. We are available everywhere you get your podcasts. Also, if you're rating podcasts, if you give us a rating when you get a chance, we would appreciate that as well. Five stars would be a plus. Thank you very much. All right, that'll do it for today. Thank you for being here today, Bruce. Thank you to all the listeners. Everyone have a great evening.